Hello, I'm Russell Shaw, a Senior Market Specialist at FXM. Welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Since 1999, FXM has provided global traders access to the world's largest and most liquid markets. Keep listening to get our quality market commentary and analysis. Hello everyone and thank you for joining. This is FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. My name is Russell Shaw. I'm a senior market specialist at FXM. Today is Monday, it's the 10th of January. I just want to uh, remind everyone that this is a general commentary only and please don't take what is discussed in this podcast as advice. Um, In this regard, I will remind everyone just to listen all the way to the end of the podcast because we're going to have our regional disclaimers coming in at the end. Now, we've got a really um, good show planned, a good podcast planned for today. And as always, I'm going to bring in Nick Tsaburis, who is my colleague. He's a senior market specialist, and he's got terrific insight on the finance and economics that's taking place right now. So with that, Nick, are you there? Hello, Russell. Hello to our listeners. How are you? I'm very well. How are you, Nick? Uh, compliments of the season and um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too and everyone. Um, so an eventful uh, 2021 for sure. And looks like uh, 2022 is going to be uh, just like that, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, well, you know, if, any, if, if last week is anything to go by, then I would suggest we info a very interesting uh, first quarter at the very least. Yeah. And once again, uh, central banks will be front and center, apparently, right? Same way that the, yes. um, 2021 ended. Absolutely. And I think that's a good place for us to start because I want to talk to you about the Fed minutes first and foremost. I think that um, is very much a market driver at the moment. Um, and then we'll sp- speak about the um, non-farm payroll after but in terms of the minutes that were released uh, last Wednesday, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think they're a continuation of what we've seen over the last few months uh, from the Fed, a continuous hawkish uh, buildup. Um, that, that, these were the minutes from the December minute, minute uh, sorry, from the December meeting where they uh, announced an accelerated QE tapering and the dot plots had sold uh, three. Uh, rate hikes, projection for three uh, rate hikes within this year. Um, and the minutes were also hawkish. Uh, for me, what stood out was the fact that they met, they believe that uh, a reduction in the balance, which is essentially uh, the next, uh, the last step, let's say, uh, to tightening of monetary policy, uh, most see it uh, beginning after the first uh, rate hike. So that could be very soon, right? Yes. So in that regard, the market at the moment um, expects the first hike to come in March. Whether whether that is the case or not, we'll see. But assuming that uh, the first hike does come as soon as that, then the normalization of the balance sheet uh, 
potentially we're looking at June as a potential start, maybe? Well, we're going to have to see. I mean, I, I don't know. They seem overly hawkish. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they would do it uh, even earlier. Now, if, the key question, though, of course, is when are they going to hike rates? Uh, we know Bullard wants uh, uh, to hike in March, so let's see how uh, many more official are, are officials are going to want the same thing because that's the, the first uh, step. But definitely uh, what we know and the minutes showed uh, that um, we're in it for a faster tightening path than the previous uh, time around. Absolutely. Um, were you surprised at the emphasis that they put on the, um, the balance sheet? Surprised? No. It still seems like overly aggressive to me from where they were a few months back. And I don't know if they can actually do it um, in these time frames, but we're going to have to see. Yeah. My, my concern is, uh, of course, you know, we've got over $8 trillion sitting on the balance sheet at the moment. Um, that's, um, that's a lot of liquidity that's been injected into the, the market. And um, one of my concerns with the market is uh, how addicted is the financial markets to liquidity? To me, it seems that, uh, you know, that's a real concern. So the, the normalization of the balance sheet, you know, of course, to me, uh, it's a worry. You know, how, how is the Fed going to manage this? How, how are they going to start siphoning this liquidity out of a market that is so dependent on this liquidity? Yeah, so I guess like they're probably going to do it, you know, uh, slowly and prepare markets and uh, very gradually and all. Um, I, I don't know. I think markets are going to do just fine, quite, honest, quite honestly. That's what they've been doing. Like who would... Like who would think that they would uh, go with new highs and new highs and new highs? Because one would think, okay, with the situation being the way it is, uh, perhaps uh, we should be more, uh, you know, markets would be more cautious. But it looks like that they are able to to look beyond these things. I, I, I don't know. We're going to have to see how uh, things will play out. But I'm pretty sure the Fed will uh, go a long way into doing it in a way that uh, will not uh, rattle markets, whether yeah. they will achieve yeah. that, yeah. It, it's, it's another question. I think that uh, you and I have agreed that out of um, all the central banks, I think the Fed's been the central bank that's communicated the best with the market. Some, some of the other banks have been quite atrocious, but the Fed... Are you trying to say something about the Bank of England? <laughs> I am uh, not suggesting anything of the sort. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, certainly um, it's going to be interesting. Um, it's a big unknown in terms of the um, uh, the, the balance sheet. Uh, I think it's going to be um, uh, an interesting economic experiment, uh, to say the least. And of course, where the sort of equilibrium point for the, um, for the uh, assets are is also going to be challenging. You know, Perhaps they're going to um, liquidate to a point and, and stop there. So, so, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns, and we're just going to have to wait to see how the, the Fed manages that. Um, I want to get your opinion on the non-form payroll. What do you think about um, Friday's print? Yeah, obviously, the headline print was really bad, another disappointment. 
Uh, we've talked about it a lot. Um, job market is lagging. Um, recovery has been, uh, let's say, fragile and inconsistent. And now the NFPs were about uh, just uh, 199k jobs uh, added in December. But the rest of the report was pretty solid, right? What do you think? Well, the headline for me was a was a shock when I when I saw that headline, I was kind of scratching my head, and then I saw the um, hourly wage inflation, and that was um, a surprise to the upside. And I thought, you know, that's that's what the Fed is going to be looking at. It's it's, it's got a huge, um, dare I say, uh, job in its hands to to control. Um, inflation, which seems to be quite rampant, and all of a sudden you get this um, wage number that's, um, you know, a, a blowout number. And I thought, how's how's the the market going to react? And um, to be to be quite frank, um, the initial reaction uh, in the market surprised me, and it took some time for the um, I guess for the volatility to settle. But even after that. Um, I, I felt that there was a large amount of uncertainty with bulls, uh, greenback bulls, trying to take the price up, thinking, well, it's the wage inflation that's uh, the dominant number. And then I saw that there was a large, uh, uh, there was a large section of greenback bears trying to pay, take the price down, thinking that it's the headline print that's the focus. And then after an hour, that kind of settled exactly where they started. So there was a lot of uncertainty there. But... Um, my opinion is the inflation number trumps. What, what do you reckon? Yeah, so one thing, given what you said, is that we, we've, we've talked quite some times here that such uh, economic events are a bit complex and they have many threads to it. And that's a source of volatility as, you know, market digest everything. I'm just saying that as to um, why we need to be cautious around such uh, such events. Now, um, obviously, wage inflation is high, and we saw uh, bond yields also rising. Uh, and the, the report overall, aside from the inflation print, was uh, good because um, unemployment continued to drop, participation rates picked up um, slightly. So overall, a solid report. And if we look at uh, the rate hike expectations, they're still very aggressive. Uh, so, I, and the US dollar is somewhat supported today. So I think it, it doesn't derail uh, the Fed's path. Yes, I, I, I would agree. In fact, um, just going back to the Fed minutes, I think there was also a, um, a quite a, um, an obvious theme that inflation is a, is a big concern to the, um, yeah. to the Fed members. So, Mm, this uh, this is, I think, in no way is going to derail um, what um, what the uh, what was suggested at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, we we are in this hawkish environment at the moment. Yeah, that's true. Of course, remains to be seen uh, whether this perhaps we could call it an overreaction from from the from the Fed um, as they stopped the. Uh, calling inflation transitory and all, and they have uh, moved aggressively uh, towards um, tightening whether that's going to create problems down the road uh, or not. Uh, but they're definitely afraid of inflation. That's uh, a given. Yeah. What's interesting about that is 
when the um, when the Fed chair testified on Capitol Hill previously, that's when he chose to say, well, it's time to retire the word yeah. transitory. Well, that will bring us nicely into this week because he's testifying again tomorrow, isn't he? Yes, he's, he's got the nomination hearing. Uh, Biden uh, proposed him for, uh, for another term at the, um, as the Fed chair, and uh, he's testifying on Tuesday. So that uh, will be an interesting uh, one to see. Um, and of course, the next day, we also have the inflation figures, the CPI inflation, right? From yes. And uh, that's certainly got to be in the spotlight at the moment. Yeah. So uh, the... I, I, what, do, what, do we ex what do you expect from, uh, from Powell? Do you have any thoughts? So that's the, I, I, I was just going to say that the testimonies in front of the... Um, Senate Banking Committee is always, there's always scope for volatility, and there generally is volatility. The, um, gen the, the, the commentary and uh, the Fetch's thoughts are usually released before the, um, the actual testimony, but depending on what the, the senators ask, and they're usually incredibly probing questions, how he answers those questions can, of course, lead to the volatility. My expectation is, well, given that the Fed minutes are less than a week old in terms of being released publicly, uh, it's very, um, it's very um, difficult to deviate from that. So I, I would su suggest that um, as the Senate senators asking these probing questions, I would expect hawkish answers. If that is the case, it would seem to me, although there is likely to be some sort of market volatility, particularly around um, yields and, and, and the greenback, ultimately, I would think that um, these should be supported. Uh, it's going to be interesting, but that is my initial thoughts. Okay, let, let me, let me uh, ask you this. Given all this hopelessness, mm -hmm. do you think that maybe it sets us up for room for disappointment? Like, like, like it's a tall order for him to, to match all this hotness again. So the, 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 the obvious answer is yes. Uh, we, we, we are um, in a very uh, precarious position if uh, the market doesn't get what it expects. Um, again, uh, whilst that is a real possibility, I would hope that the Fed's record of communication doesn't falter here. So yeah. they, I'll just say that they themselves have had a really good um, communication policy, particularly over the pandemic period. And I think it's been important to um, for the market because that's added a sense of stability. I would hate for that to disappear yeah. um, this week. I, I would think that even if we do see some... Um less uh, hawkish, let's say, um, stance from Powell, I don't think it would be something that could uh, sort of, um, you know, um, take back where we are. Okay, maybe there will be some reaction to the markets in some perhaps not so hawkish comments, but it would be hard to undo uh, what the, the Fed has uh, moved towards. Yeah, and I think... I, I, I think that to happen. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's going to be important is, of course, the uh, the CPR, PPR prints this week. Yeah. Um, any expectations around those? Uh, you know, I, I tend to do not go, go in such events with expectations. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, and again, I don't know if, like, if there is not something uh, completely outside the expectation, I think the road is set. Like, unless we see, like, an outlier, it will be hard to uh, change where we are yeah. in terms of... Yeah. And when you talk about an outlier, you're talking about an outlier to the downside, right? Even to the upside, but yeah, mostly to, to yeah. Yeah. the downside. But, but even to the upside, like if it comes like a super big number, obviously that could reinforce and uh, market expectation even for more than three hikes uh, further, you know? Um, so there's still um, some room there for, uh, for us to find something, something new, but... Uh, it, it's probably difficult to, to, to deviate a lot from where we are. So given, given this environment, so we've got the testimony tomorrow, we've got the inflation numbers, um, CPR Wednesday, PPR Thursday. We've actually also got retail sales Friday, so it's a fairly important week um, on the US side. Um, the basic theme is uh, really a, a heated um, economy that probably needs some sort of um, control to be um, exerted in terms of higher rates. And um, earnings season, you looking forward to that? Yeah, uh, yeah we, uh, we've we got uh, essentially big banks as usual uh, kicking things off. Um, and we have um, on Friday, they start on Friday, um, although they split into into two weeks, essentially, this time around, they're not all reporting it in the same week. Uh, but we have uh, J.B. Morgan standing out uh, on Friday, and also, um, I, would, I would say Citigroup also, obviously, now a big bank uh, reporting on Friday. Thank you very much, Nick, as always. Um, great insight, and appreciate you taking the time to join us on the podcast. Uh, next Monday, we're going to do it all again. Yes. Excellent. Uh, you know, we'll chat during the week. Thanks very much for joining. I just would like to uh, remind everyone to please listen all the way to the end. We're going to have our regional disclaimers up next. FXCM Limited, www.fxcm.com forward slash UK. CFDs are complex instruments and come with high risk of losing money rapidly due to leverage. 67% of retail investor accounts lose money when trading CFDs with this provider. You should consider whether you understand how CFDs work and whether you can afford to take the high risk of losing your money. FXCM Australia, you can sustain a total loss of deposits. Please refer to our PDS at www.fxcm.com forward slash AU. FXCM South Africa, trading on margin carries risk www.fxcm.com forward slash ZA. FXCM markets losses can exceed deposits. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, or other information contained on this podcast are provided on an as-is basis as general market commentary and do not, cons and do not constitute investment advice.